Are you paying too much for your home and auto insurance? At Caleb Holloway State Farm, you're a one-quick-click call and quote away for some serious savings. Visit www.calebholloway.net or call 706-406-2111 for all of your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, Caleb Holloway State Farm is there. Hey everybody, it's Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. Are you looking for something a little extra to get you through your day? Well, let me suggest Killcliff. Killcliff is a clean energy drink with a natural source of caffeine derived from green tea leaves. Whether it be the Killcliff for recovery, Ignite for that energy boost, or the CBD-infused Killcliff, they've got you covered. Go to CigarStoreIdiot.com, click on the Killcliff link, and use promo code CIGARIDIOTS for some awesome savings. Killcliff, clean energy, killer taste. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob, and I have with me, sir, you are? I am Andrew. Uh, Andrew, I am super excited because it's a beautiful day downtown on Broad Street, and uh, we ran into two guys again down at Schroeder's because it's the best sandwich on the block. True. Uh, not not every day you run into some uh, some uh, hardcore wrestling celebrities, uh, but uh, we got with us Mr. Atlanta, the Peachtree Mafia. And Mr. Mike Golden. That's the sexiest man in professional wrestling. What is going on, <laughs> fellas? What is happening? Rob, I got to tell you, man, I've been in three different states this week. And the last time I was here, I thought y'all were just a little podunk operation. But I got to tell you, man, <laughs> I've heard people all from up and down from Savannah to Atlanta, Mississippi, Florida. And I've heard people talk about the cigar store idiots. Maybe it's the name or the interesting content you have. And I listened to that uh, that uh, show you had with uh, Leonard uh, Grant Garcia. Garcia. Yes, sir. Man, the brass. Uh, that's my kind of guy. Yeah, dude. You, he's content tough. like that. I will tune in if I have to, no matter what. Yeah, what he's referring to is we uh, we got to talk to uh, legend uh, WEC UFC and bare knuckle fighting champ uh, legend Leonard Garcia. Andrew and I got to interview him and. Man, what an awesome story. This I'm, guy guy goes from getting stabbed nine yeah. times in a taco stand to being a champion in a combat sports. Tell you something I've thought about all week was him talking about uh, during the physicals watching our guy do push-ups Elmore. with no feet. Elmore. Yeah, Joe Elmore. Doing what? push-ups with no feet on the ground. Yeah, he's holding his legs up doing inverted push-ups like it is uh, when they're, when they're doing the... Wow. No feet on the ground. Yeah. He's sitting there doing push-ups. I got to see that. Yeah, so if you're listening out there, Joe, I hope you're uh, you're recovering well, man, and uh, and we, we can't wait to get you back in here as well, too. So, Well, let that sink in for a minute. Bare-knuckle champion. Yeah, what does that right. say? Did, I mean, just think, let that sink in. Yeah, Do you know I've what that it. consists of? Oh, we watched it. We watched the fights. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's those guys... I've been hit with bare-knuckles. It's... 
it's something. Yeah. Those guys go, man. It, it makes a different sound than it does in a boxing club. Yeah. Yes. It just makes a oh, different yeah. sound. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot different feeling, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, also, too, uh, we uh, I want to just go ahead and say we've got a brand-new sponsor. Uh, we're going to start working with Moonwalker. Uh, Moonwalker uh, Delta 8 gummies. That's uh, a CBD gummy with a little bit of the THC in it. Uh, oh. They're illegal. Uh, if you guys are struggling with opioids, like if you're taking a lot of pain medicine uh, or you're having trouble sleeping at night, Check. Uh, take this take take a chance on this do your research see if it's for you um and they now have a daytime and nighttime correct which that's new we are adding the link onto our cigar store cigar store idiot website so we have the link and the promo code so be sure when you click on it click the link use our promo code so you can save some money but research the cbd research the delta eight see if that's something that's going to benefit you i i hate medicine i hate opioids i think it's a, it's an abomination that's been put on our country it's addictive. uh and if there's a way that we could get people off of opioids i think we're moving in the right direction with that uh, is so it legal it is legal it, it, is, legal. it is legal it is legal so yeah. it is legal but i will say this and i'll be completely honest if you have sign to take, me up if you have to take a drug test it will show up in a drug test it will but there you are. But I don't try to take no drug test, but, but I sure don't. I can't sleep at night and I hurt. So well, we'll I'll, help. What I'll do, I'll get you. I'll get the information to you before you get out of here. So um, yeah, anything I can do to help people stop taking opioids. That's and, right. Uh, uh, we're all about that. So, uh, so uh, welcome to the family, Moonwalker. We're happy to have Moonwalker. You. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Delta yeah. Delta Eight. Delta Eight. Delta Eight. Three, two, one. Sounds like Chuck Norris is involved. Three, two, that's one. Right. Blast off. So that's right. And they have a they have a daytime and nighttime now, so it's that's different than what they've had well, in the past. Hey, can you mix them together? I don't. know. That's on you, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will let you get back to me on that. Yeah. yeah. How that works out. Tell us in the next so, podcast so, how that goes. Right. Who's Delta Eight? It's, it's that's the, the name of the company. The name of the company. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, yeah, it's okay. good stuff. So, uh, well, so the last time you guys were here. We were talking about the big Superstar Fan Fest, and that thing is sold out. I mean, it's sold sold out. out. So if you want to go into – we're going to hurt people's feelings and let them know who's going to be here. And sorry you didn't get your tickets, but you ain't getting in now. So. Yeah, it's sold out, so guess what? I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it because everybody that's bought a ticket knows who the four horsemen are. They know who Sergeant Slaughter is. They know who Ricky Steamboat is, if not the premier and greatest – Babyface wrestler of all time. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree. Yeah, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time doing it. But what I will, I will, I will direct on my uh, focus to KLT itself, where the venue is being uh, held. Okay, all right. Now, the last time you was here, you was in the midst of taking you and Mike were in the midst of taking that thing over. So uh, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> well. Quite well. <laughs> Not as well as we'd hoped. We we well, grasped control, but the uh, the bulldog Slick Rick, he but, calls himself the bulldog because he basically looks like a human bulldog. He's yeah. got no neck, yeah. a big head, and and a lot of teeth. Only a face. I short and low. Yeah. Well, he has. You know, I, I thought he was just a pole gun, t- pole dunk hillbilly like a lot of <laughs> other these uh, southern promoters around here. And I thought I could swoop in and take it. And no, I've got like six towns operating in this in, in the state of Georgia right now, yeah. all under my direction. I thought, and and I got to tell you, this is the jewel of Rome, Georgia. I mean, of Georgia. Yeah, they we have five to six hundred people every show at this venue those numbers are insane so if you can if you'll just take a 
couple of seconds to do the math. I mean, as a wrestler, that that means good because there's a lot of people. But in and at my age and in in the extent of my career, I'm me and Mike both we're ready to quit wrestling so much and just maybe own the promotion. Yeah. So ATL Productions uh, owns three or four uh, towns throughout the state of Georgia. Rome draws more people. KLT Arena in Rome, Georgia, on Shorter Avenue, draws more people than any other town in the state of Georgia. And I'm talking about Canton, Albany, Savannah, America. So I'm talking about South Atlanta. And it, it's really gotten to me. And I thought it'd be quite easy takeover, but it hadn't turned out to be because uh, the guy that's surrounding it, uh, Ricky Wiggins, is uh, – Slick Rick, I'm going to start yeah, calling him. Okay. <laughs> He's turned out to be a little bit more of an uh, of an adversary than I thought. I thought it'd be an easy take, but. He's not as uh, he's not as stupid as I thought he was, so it's taken me a little bit more time. When you're telling me about uh, when you're sitting there talking about, uh, and then we know people that go out there and watch, and we still it never falls on a weekend where I can get out there, and I hate it. But whenever you know, we have people talk about how many people are out there showing up to this thing, and how how big of a crowd it is they draw, and the thing that they talk to me about what I love the most is it's man, it's old school '80s uh, Georgia championship wrestling yeah. type. Yeah, I mean it's, you know, hey, man, hey, it's bro. not the glamour there, show of today. No, not 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 the horse four, and pony show. There's 400 chairs in that building, and there's eight to 900 people in that building. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah. That's and crazy. old school, and, and, you got old school, new school. If you'll talk to any seasoned veteran from the 80s or like Harley Race, Ric Flair, there's no new school or old school. There's only right. There's a right way and a wrong way. Mm -hmm. We do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Agreed. We tell a story. Yeah, dude, that's what draws me in. That's what what makes me so. In this case, the story's real. I'm going to take this town. Yeah. Hey. And I have burnt this guy. I've burnt his face off. I've busted him open. I've put him in the hospital, broke his arm. And I got to tell you, He's a modern-day Rocky. He's a, a, another – it reminds me of Dusty Rhodes. I don't care what you hit him with. He gets back he up. He just coming. keeps getting back up. Yeah. But you know what? Desperate times calls for desperate measures. I, I guess I'm just going to have to think outside the box. And I don't know. I think he's got a mama. Maybe I can get at him through her. Oh, no. <laughs> That's heavy. Hey, I, about, I think it, he's it, got a mama. <laughs> it ain't about flips and flops. It's about telling a story. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it what, ain't the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys and the Joes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 so Mike, you got a book coming out, man. Yeah, I do, man. Tell me about it, your book and tell uh, me about well, your wrestling school. How well, much longer we uh, got to wait for that book? Hey, uh, well, it's I just handed it over to my to the girl that's writing it for me, and I love her to death, man. She she's been great for me. Sure. Uh, she, she gets a little confused sometimes, so I got to set her straight, but I love her to death. Her name's Kristen and, and, uh, man, I, I put a lot into this man and, and, and I told everything about the wrestling business and you know, Mr. Lana, there's a lot of, probably a lot of things you shouldn't have said. <laughs> well, well, I don't care. I've, I've been through a few divorces. Yeah, but, but you don't have to tell everybody. About it. <laughs> I'm gonna write a book, <laughs> but uh, I, I, it's it's coming out and 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 uh, I, I can't wait for it to happen. I look forward to reading. I look forward to reading. I wanted to tell a story because it's the life I lived, and 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 I lived. I wanted to live that life when I was in Oklahoma. I'm from Oklahoma, man, and and back in the day. I, I I used to go when I was a little kid. I remember my dad taking me there, and it was Stockyards Coliseum, and it was Danny Hodge. Remember Danny Hodge? Hell oh, yeah. 
he could he'd, he'd they'd throw eggs at him and he'd he'd take them and crush them. He'd take pliers and reverse them and break them. Really, Danny Hoss wow. was a bad mf'er. Yeah, and I'm telling you, and and uh, I've got him hanging on my wall and everything. And I wrote those stories, and, and it means a lot to me, man. Was, was that your influence? Is that what got you in the business? Man, I sit there on uh, my daddy put me on the fourth row at ringside. Jody Hamilton, the assassins. Okay, he was there. And, and and Jody Hamilton uh, and the, the assassins they they wore the same costume mm-hmm. and they'd switch in and out and now, stuff were like there, that. Were their masks gold and black or were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. It's yeah. Jody like Hamilton, Georgia Tech yellow. And yes, black. yes, oh, yes. Oh my God! And that that I go, I hated them so bad because they would. But, they would I, what you're saying is <laughs> one of them would get beat up and then the but referee turns never, back they and they never switch. T- but yeah. they never, but they never tag, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I get so damn mad, and and and, and, and man. But and then I, when I was in Florida in 1983, I, I, Buddy Roberts and the Freebirds, we were I was there with the Freebirds and and I saw Jody. I didn't even know he was there, and he walked out of the. the I guess he went in the bathroom and he walked across. And I go, Buddy, man, I used to watch that guy when I was seven years old. And he goes, Go tell him that. <laughs> and I went in there and he'd sit down in, in in the dressing room. I go. Man, I used to watch you when you were seven years old, and I was wrestling that day. Yeah. Oh, you had to wrestle him? Yeah. Oh, you're wrestling your eyes. He goes, and he goes, kayfabe, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what he said to me. Kick rocks. Get and, out and, of- and, 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 but, and then later on, he he had Deep South. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, uh, I, so he paid me back. So I, I, I was in Deep South, and, and uh, he had me working Mr. Wrestle number two. Mm-hmm. And and we were in a high school gym, and he was sitting on a bleacher. I mean, on a on a bench. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Hey, you're working too, uh, and I want you to try to take that hood off his head. Uh, head, right? It's a big no no, right? Uh, big no no. Tuski, yeah. Tied that damn knot in nineteen <laughs> knots. Yeah. And so I go out there, and I'm trying to pull that new, that uh, knot off uh, that hood off his head. And mm-hmm. I couldn't even get it up that's about this high. Yeah. And and uh. And and two started giving me them knee lifts. Bam, bam, yeah. bam. And I come into the dressing room after the finish was over, and I go, God damn, that two goes fucking nuts when you try to pull a hood off of him. <laughs> and Jody Hamilton, it was a work. It was yeah. a payback for what he I knew, did. He knew. And Jody fell off the bench. He was 300 fucking pounds. He fell, falls <laughs> off the bench, and he's just, all the boys are laughing their ass yeah. off and shit. Yeah, they knew he was going to get you I for said, taking that oh, out. Oh, you worked me. Oh, you worked me. <laughs> but that was fine, man, because I, I, I worked too. How long did you work with the Freebirds? How long was you? In, how long did you work well, with those guys? Well, I, I, I got trained by them, and I rode with them. And, and uh, God, how, how long, Tony? Years. Well, long enough for you to... To get Terry mad at you for which we'll talk about this a little better. As long as you can get Terry Gordy mad at you yeah. for thinking about you well, messing with his wife, we'll go well, into that. Well, well, uh, make sense you brought it up. I'm gonna, give y'all, I'm gonna give y'all a little bit of something to make sure you listen to the end of the show. Well, uh, I'll just put it to you like this: When I was in Tampa, I was a sex symbol, and uh, I got accused yeah. of a lot of shit. You know, and I got to admit, I've been his partner for 30 years, and he's one of the best looking guys I've ever been with. But I got to tell you today, boys, ladies and gentlemen, he's got the perfect face for radio <laughs> can y'all give me a gig <laughs> well uh so so mr atlanta who who influenced you to get you in get you in the squared circle what was who was your, who was who was the one that, that that drew you in 
Boy, I tell you what, there were a lot of them, but it's got to be. It, it's well, he trained me, but he. I never knew who he was till I till I hired him to train me. But and uh, I got to say, Dick Slater. Okay, Dicky Slater. I used to go to the Memorial Gym. Like love that guy. I mean, everybody from the seventies that went. To, everybody that went to high school around here in the seventies went to the Memorial mm-hmm. Gym. I was there as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was there. Uh, uh, Dick That's Slater so and Bob Orton Jr. were incredible, but Ole Anderson is is my guy. I yeah. always love, and my dad taught me to love John Wayne. You know, John Wayne's that's your perfect <laughs> that's image of a man. man. Well, I, I thought, well, that's good. He's on TV, and he may not really be that way. But I found out later on in life, I met a guy named by the name of Ole Anderson, and he's a real life John Wayne. And yeah. I could sit here and tell you two or three things and make your skin crawl and. He's a bad mama jammer. I mean, he's 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 uh. Now he's one of those guys. I mean, I, you can look at him. Uh, yeah. And he uh, if he in real life if self-made some, millionaire. Yeah. If in real life, if he had to get down on somebody, he would. I mean, he, no nonsense. Yeah, he's yeah. so intimidating when he walks in the room. You, re, you whether you've ever met him, seen him, or what. If you don't even know who he is, you just when you look at his face, you just want to go get in the corner and take hey, back and screech hey, down like a little kid. When, yeah. when Ole walked in the room, it was. Uh, Shh. Yeah. 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 I mean, you meant business. Yeah. Very intimidating yeah. man. And he yeah. could beg. You know, you've heard, but can you, if you can walk, talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. Yeah, he he did it. Yeah. Yeah. So Oli's, Oli's the guy that got you into yeah, this. Well, like, but, he got you wanting to yeah, get into this. Yeah, he's the one guy I wanted to be like. But actually, the, the guy in the ring that I always liked was, man, Dickie Slater. He was yeah. Mr. Excitement. He was he was awesome. And, and for me to, to sit and watch him as a kid – and and drool over him and, and and you know and just admire him to one day you know 25 30 years later to be actually riding in a Cadillac down the road with him sitting beside me That's is too cool. it, I mean I don't know how many you know a lot of kids have dreams like oh they want to be like sing like Elvis or whatever or baseball players all I wanted yeah I wanted to be a wrestler and I wanted yeah. to and I wanted to be like Dick Slater I never quite got like dick slater but i did ride down the road with him yeah. and and got to sit there and talk to him and that was why was, i couldn't ask cool, for much more he was a cool guy man yeah. a, I, wanna, I remember i remember one time uh when sting and uh 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 what was his name blade runners yeah that was when he first yeah. that's before he was sting and that's and the story Trace, we told yeah about, about him yeah yeah, boy. Oh yeah, the one you told when he when, yeah, when he had yeah, to take yeah, him to the bathroom yeah, and teach him yeah, some manners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time you think about them too, you think about that yeah. story if you've been uh, in the wrestling. But yeah, we, I think we told him about it. <laughs> yeah. here's, here's Dickie some, missed his calling. He should have been a boxer. He should. Yeah. He was the Golden Gloves champion. I don't. Uh, I don't know why. I never asked him why. Hey, he got off. But he, man, he. You talking about hands? Yeah. Wow. Well, this great. Is, he was a great guy outside the ring. Yeah. But but boy, when you, you got in there, rattled his cage, man. Now here's this is something I want to ask you. I just kind of give people the people that's listening an idea. What when you guys are traveling in different territories? Like what's I mean? It just we kind of equate. You to mean like, when you first come in? Yeah, or? like when okay. we we talk about like when when guys join like when they're in Major League Baseball and they have to travel so much. They get this luxury bus and nice right. hotels and they got a they got a per diem. They get to eat every day wherever they want to go eat stuff like that. So it's not such a tough life traveling as a baseball. So. Going, going with you guys when your guys are traveling to territories in the in the years when you were coming up wrestling. What's give me an idea from both perspectives? What was that like for y'all? When I started in in for working for Cowboy Bill Watts in uh, mid in uh, Mid South Territory in uh, nineteen eighty three, two eighty two, eighty three. 
and it was it didn't matter if you were the opening match or the main event. You rode in a car with as many people, as many guys as you could get in it because mm-hmm. you traveled 500 miles a day. You might go from Houston to Shreveport. You might go from uh, Oak City, Tulsa, down to uh, – Shreve, uh, down the street, back down uh, through Louisiana, Mississippi. And, and plus, plus whoever was driving the car that owned it, you paid trains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever was driving, you had you could sit in the back and sleep, but you had to pay the guy trains for you to be able to do that. Yeah, by if, the mile. Yeah, if you yeah. could stay awake and do all the driving, you made about as much money. driving as you did wrestling. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. But, and yeah, and there oh, were yeah. times when if you're working on the opening matches, you had to you had we called it heel. You had to heal a room. You'd send one guy in to buy the hotel room, and then five of you would go in. Four of you would go in, and you'd we'd jerk yeah, the mattresses. Well, six of you, you'd go in and jerk the mattresses off on the floor. Be two guys on the box springs on both beds and two guys on the mattresses. Holy so cow. it's uh, hey, you know what guys, yeah. Holy cow. Uh, you know what that's called? Survival. It's called survival. Survival. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, now. It, you know, if you work for Vince McMahon, you get to fly. Well, sure. all the wrestling companies now that it's pay. You, when the pay per view channels came in, and That's people when the started big money paying, started yeah, coming. then you got to fly. And actually, my last few years was working for Jim Crockett. He bought a business. Got so good when Dusty Rhodes was yeah. the book and run. Yeah, Mid Atlantic. It, it got so good that he bought a G five. And yeah. if you were on the card, like they would run two territories a night. And uh, the bottom guys would be like in in Roanoke or. Mm-hmm. Or Rock Hill, South Carolina, or somewhere, and they'd 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 drive there. But if you were on the upper card with well with Ric Flair and Ronnie Garvin or somebody, you you'd get to go get on that airplane, go to Philadelphia, I fly, and uh, and when it was over, come fly you back to Charlotte, yeah, get off was, the plane. You know, it was yeah, it was, it was good. almost so, like a A and B fucking territory. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you had a you had a. You had a good squad and a bad squad. The draw, yeah. Whoever the big draw was was on yeah. the plane. Well, yeah, it, uh, well yeah. And, and that depends on how they push you and sure. use you. Yeah, you know. Have you? Uh, ha- we'll talk about pushing just for a minute. Uh, was there ever a point where you got somebody pushed over that you had to push somebody over, and you were like, "I'm a million times better wrestler than this guy. Why in the hell are we pushing this guy?" Uh, let, let, let me, let me, man, I could that. talk all day about that and I don't want to talk let, bad ill no, of anybody. I, I, no, I let, let, me, let me tell you this. I, I went to, uh, when I, when I first started in the business, man, I went to, uh, Tampa and Michael Hayes, this was when they did the Von Eric thing. Oh, after, yeah. after they left there, Michael got the book in, uh, in Tampa and Terry buddy and, and, us all winter and mm-hmm. i was a part of them because they they took me from ground up and taught me yeah and and uh when we went when we went to tampa uh you, they they taught me how to work and shit and worked out with me and stuff yeah. i tell you and what then, and then and then i left tampa and it, after that the freebirds left and went to new york chavo guerrero calls me in there and wahoo mcdaniel too and because they were taking over the book, yeah, and and they they uh, told me to go Golden man, you need to go to San Antonio, man. Uh, uh, they they want you there, yeah, because uh, they were going to push me. Sure, I didn't even know what the hell that was. I know? got one for you. It just <laughs> and, popped and, in my head, and, and, and uh, so I went there, 
And when I when I went to San Antonio, I got a push, and I didn't even know how to do interviews. And I learned. Oh, yeah. I, it's I, all new to you. Yeah. It's about and, who and, you were hanging around yeah. with. I'm going to tell you one, the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Had to work, had the, the WWF heavyweight belt. Mm-hmm. Didn't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch. Really? You know, and I tell you what, Crowbar. I, 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 you, you want some insider information? Yeah. Something that only the wrestlers know? Yes. I'm, I'm going to give it to you. And I hope I don't have to fight nobody later on down the road that's, that's friends with him or whatever. But what I'm telling you is the gospel. That boy got his job because the main booker that worked for Vince McMahon, a guy by the name of Pat Patterson, who was a legend, just died not long ago, mm-hmm. was a homosexual. Really? And I, I heard that. I've heard that about Pat Patterson. And he talked this young guy in. He liked him, and he snaked him, and he got him, and he brought Well, let's say he had him spend a night in the hotel room with him a few nights. Oh and in gosh. return for that, he got, he got a top position. Yeah. And not he only got a top, top position, position more than once. he got the belt. Oh, yeah. yeah. He probably gave him a few yeah. shots in the and, ass, uh, too. And, uh, <laughs> okay. and I'm going to tell you, you, know, tell you, tell you what. He died at a very young age. I don't know if it was AIDS or what. I don't know what died, what he died of, but uh, he was never really accepted as one of the boys. He, I mean, he when you talk the about wrestlers, him. when you talk about rude. wrestlers, he was in a he was in a he stood alone. He was a man with without a country. Yeah. He he was never a part of the regular now, wrestling know, guys. He, Rick Rude actually fist he, fought him in a, uh, in a locker room. Rick Rude was a bad man. Yeah, I heard Rick Rude was a bad man. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, see, there wasn't even no contest. Yeah. So the Ultimate Warrior was not locked. No, he was not. Uh, no, not a bit. And I'm not saying that's that interesting he, because no, the, uh, yeah, the fans not, sure did like. And him. just like the Seinfeld show, he was a homosexual. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, but. That's how he now got, got his job. I got you. I don't, and now I've and there seen, is something I saw wrong him with that. With, I, saw yeah. him with, I saw him with plenty of women, so I think, you know, it ain't that he was just attracted to guys. He loved women because, my God, if you've ever seen him, he was an Adonis. Yeah. He, he yeah. drew women to him, yeah. and yeah. I've seen him with women. But he did that just, a lot of guys want to work their way up and prove right. their self. All he did was sleep with, him. all right. he did was have gay sex with the booker okay. and got his job. Let I, me, I, let yeah, me ask you I said it. Let me ask you a Peace question. Mafia. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever see him when he accepted his invitation into the? I did. Wa- I did watch his ad. Did you I see did what see he it. did? I, I didn't really pay attention to a good bit of it. He goes. He goes. I got my check from Vince Man. It's in my pocket. I'm going. You get. You got to be kidding me. Well, the guy couldn't work a lick, man. Yeah. Boy, I think maybe he said too much, Mike. We may have to edit some uh, of this. Well, we said too much. I'll, I'll tell you right now, he was a crowbar because I worked him one time. Yeah. A sticking, stiff. Just stiff. Sticking crowbar. What did y'all do with guys that just work stiff? Did y'all just beat the piss out of them to try to loosen them up? Oh, or man, just... guys like that, you get in the ring and they tell you you got to put them over and let them win. You take exception to it. Some of them, you may have to let them win, but before they get to that one, get, two, three, they get that. They get it took. Yeah. They get. They get their shit kicked out of them, when, and shipping and handling charges. Yeah. All yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> you can believe that. It, you know, wrestling. That's you know, it's hey, it's work. Yeah, some of it. But I'm tell you what, there's some bad dudes in there. And if, yeah. you wanna, if you want to, 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 you know, cut the the. Uh, if you want to cut the theatrics and the Hollywood out of it and just, you know, go for what you know, they'd yeah. be glad to do it. Let them square. And that's what that's. And me thing. and Mike Golden are one of them. Yeah, I, I know you guys are. And that's what I was talking to uh, when I interviewed Michael Hayes. And I told him, I was like, there's no doubt in my mind when I watched wrestling when I was a kid, the guys that was on TV wrestling back then, they would straight up kick the shit out of you for real in real life. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it wasn't. And then he, you know, he went in talking about the riots that they used to have in Louisiana yep. when they had the feud with the junkyard dog. Yeah. And a oh, guy, yeah. and a guy had a gun in there. He was going to shoot. He was going to kill the free. Let birds. me tell you something. Even, he even had their name on the bullet. The names etched on People the think Kurt Angle. People think Kurt Angle got in the wrestling business just because he won a gold medal in wrestling. They think, oh, it's all fake. He's in. Let that's, me tell you something. An Olympic athlete. Kurt Angle. I, I don't know. Anybody, I mean, I can take, give you a couple of names of a couple of Samoans like Haku that might could handle herself yeah. with him, but Kurt Angle will tie you in a knot and show you, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. He, he's for real. Yeah, he's a yeah. for real. Yeah, he's for real. Yeah. Danny Hodge was too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Danny, Danny Hodge was an athlete. Danny Hodge, I know we're running out of time, but man, you, we're fixing, I know you're going to air this probably. Later on, but yeah, we will. We're, 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 we're as we sit here tonight. It's Saturday night, and we're in KLT in Rome tonight. And you have once again have got to go out of here and make a statement that you are the one and only true Golden Boy, Chick Donovan. For wrestling fans that they've known for thirty years, there's been two Golden Boys, Chick Donovan and Golden Boy Mike Golden. Mm-hmm. Well, the, Chick Donovan has invaded KLT and then took it upon himself to prove that he's the goal. Well, last the last show. Well, Mikey left him in, in the middle of the ring in a pool of blood, took his gold jacket off of him and wore it around the building. And tonight, <laughs> yes, I, I, from what I hear, I think, I think Chick is, uh, as brain dead as he is. I think he's coming back to try to, to reverberate the situation. It's like the, well, uh, it's like the Highlander. They can well, only you be know, one. I, I use my head a lot, so I gave him my Harley race headbutt. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Split him nice. wide open. My stamp, man. Have you ever seen somebody's head get hit and the gash just open up and blood spew out? Yes, yeah. I have. have you ever seen, seen it up seen, Have you ever seen yeah. red and blonde just kind of mix? Yeah. 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 That's one thing. Orangey yeah. color. I don't care and I ain't scared, man. That's right. I'm going to tell you, man, I'm the sexiest man in professional wrestling. I'm the golden boy. I originated that. I don't care what Chick Donovan has to say. I don't care. He don't even belong here, man. This guy needs to find another job selling uh, newspapers down the road. Let me tell you something, Rob. One thing about KLT and all over the state of Georgia, they got a bunch of little guys that are really mastered the art of of high spots. <laughs> they can run out and turn flips and jump up in the yeah. air and blah, you know, like these Mexicans do. Yes. One thing, and it, there's a there's a website called Georgia Wrestling History. <laughs> this guy is a wrestling fanatic. He watches and keeps up with every town that runs in the state of Georgia, and he does like a keeps up with it, keeps a survey. And he has voted, and he says that KLT is the number one wrestling promotion in the state of Georgia Strictly from attendance. Well, how do you get attendance? You got to have somebody there putting ass in the seats. Right. Quality entertainment. We have got, like tonight, we have two guys in the main event. And you'll, and, and let me be the first to tell you, you will soon, I don't know, within the next six or eight months, see both of them probably in the WWE. Or the AEW, they're st- they're, this is like the Bra- like like the Rome Braves going to you know like the minor leagues. Like this is th- these two guys farm team. Yeah, they're not 150, 60, 80 pound, 200 pound guys get turning flips. They're both one of them is 320 and one of them is 360. Backbreakers. Lord. Yeah, hey, I'm yeah. training one of them. Guy by the name of Johnny Chaos, and he's. Uh, they, and if you, and, and I, I'm not saying, it ain't like two, so they're going to get in there and bump and, and, and it look, these two guys are, wait a minute, are I'm real blue chippers. They are high class athletes. Yes. They, I, I, yeah. I got a guy in my school named Big Cash, but, uh, talking about Golden Boys Wrestling School. Big yeah. Cash, he's 6'6, 350, 
and he got a college degree from Georgia Highlands, and this guy is athletic. Really? And Bob Moss is training him uh-huh. in the gym. Yeah. And he is phenomenal. Ain't he, ain't he alive? It's one thing that to, all around Georgia, you have a, you have your main events. You got a couple of 180 pounds. And, and, guy, and it's entertaining to see guys go out and turn flips sure. and jump up and hit the guy in the chin. But when you get a couple of 300, 350-pound guys in there and, and they're busting each other open, that's worth the price of admission, I my agree. friend. Yeah. I agree. And, and yeah, one right. of them that I'm most proud of, I'm, I hate to call him number two, but he's my protege, Mr. Wrestling number two. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Wrestling number two. I keep thinking, every time I say two, I, I, I've had so many feuds with Mr. Wrestling number two that every time I say the, the, every time I say the word two, I just hear people going two, two, two. <laughs> so hey, and every time I call, I, I'm trying to think hey, of man, another name. Hey, hang on a minute. Before, every time he comes in the dressing room, me and Mr. Atlanta and him go into a room. And, and nobody else comes in that room. He don't go. He don't leave us. He 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 wants to hear yeah, our knowledge. He wants to hear our knowledge. When I was at the University of Georgia, he was about five or six years behind me, and he's an unbelievable athlete at three hundred twenty pounds. He cut his time short in the NFL to be get, to become a wrestler, but only because his his his. His destination, he's he's wants to go. He wants to go to maybe AEW and WWE, and, he, and, and and I think he's got it. And I'm going to help him all I can. Yeah. But uh, man, he's he's something to see. If you want, if you're a wrestling fan and you want to see two, I'm not talking about a couple of guys. You know, if you want to see two three hundred, if you want to see a couple of three hundred fifty pound men fight each other, and I mean fight, they yeah. ain't no script. They're gonna get in the ring and go for what they know. Yeah, I mean so. If you want to see that, come out to KLT on Shorter Avenue. You got to get out there. Seven thirty Saturday night. Out yeah, there. that was we swinging really in the ring. No, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. Well, well I'm, I, I just want to tell y'all, thank y'all so much for everything that y'all did, and you promised me a wrestling story before I got out of here uh, when you came back. So, give me a. I, I want a good wrestling All story, right. Mr. Atlanta. I tell you what, I'm gonna give you one. And and I'm gonna give you some inside information. I, you know what? It don't matter. I'm at the end of my career, and I don't care who knows it. Bring it. Bring it. The guy that the the the, the guy that's Arn Anderson, four horsemen, probably as good as there's ever been. Went to the top. Marty Lundy went to school right here in East Strong. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. All right. Our I'm not gonna Lansing. tell you my name, and I'm not gonna. But I went to school here. I grew up here too. And there was also a guy that was probably one of the best, if not the best, referees in the business Pee-wee. ever, and that's Pee-wee, Randy Pee-wee Anderson. Yes, he was. That's correct. All right. You know him? I Back do. when we were, 1975, wow. when we were in high school, every Thursday night at the Rome Memorial Gym, <laughs> we were there every time. Because me and Marty used to tell everybody, would tell us, that I, we I, a story I, I can do that. We said, we can do that. I can do that. So we would go over there and we would watch them. Well, we were always we were always thought we could see through some of the stuff. But Abdullah the Butcher, he was something that you never second guessed him. When he did something, you said that's real. Did he when scared he, me to death when I was he a was kid. absolutely horrifying. Yes, yes. That's how he made twenty thousand dollars a week in Japan because those Japanese were scared to death of him. Yeah. Well, back to the story. We were over there one Thursday night, as usual. <laughs> We were in there, and Abdullah was wrestling Taro Tanaka. 
and he went crazy in the crowd and everything. And Pee Wee was always a little bit of a shit disturber. If anybody out there knows Randy <laughs> Pee Wee Anderson, you'll know what I'm talking about. He was one of them he guys. That, he, he was now listen. In his defense. He was a 98-pound state champion wrestler at Purple High School yeah. in 1975, and that's a fact. Look it up. So he wouldn't. He not only weighed 98 pounds, but he wouldn't scare to nobody. Yeah. He would run up and start stuff, and but when they gained, when it got the odds got against him, he'd run, come in behind me. He'd come run in behind us and and Marty and some other guys that for you know and hide behind us. Uh-huh. But that night. Pee Wee was always he was always bad about spitting on them. Well, Abdullah he would, he would spit on the wrestlers. Pee Wee, yeah, he would spit on them, and then he'd take off running. Yeah. Well, for this particular night, we were standing there, and Abdullah came back down. He had just he had just took that spike and opened up Taro Tanaka's head and busted it and left him laying up, and his blood his blood was all over. Well, he come down the ring, and Pee Wee run up and spit a hockey a luger right oh, on his chest. Oh my God! Well, apparently. Abdullah Time was right. Abdul, you know, Abdullah said, "The hell with this." Yeah, I'm, yeah. And he took off running, and we were standing right beside him. Well, he t- he come he come running for us. So we're standing there, and Abdullah the butcher comes running, and all three of us we went three separate ways. <laughs> he followed Pee Wee because he's the one that spit on him. He hemmed him up over by the bleachers, uh, but before he could get to him, I guess Abdullah wasn't in real good shape. He kind of ran out of gas, and Pee Wee got away from him. But anyway, when when we found when we got when we finally got to the door and said, "Man, let's get out of here," we looked down and Pee Wee had a big wet spot on the front of his oh pants where he, where he pissed all over himself. Hey, now this, I, this is no lie. My dad took my me and my cousin. He take us to, down to Memorial Gym. And uh, I remember one time Abdullah came out, and, you know, we were in the front row, and he's looking all, you know, he just was crazy. And he was all over the place making, you know, making those noises. And, uh, man, I got so tore up when I was a kid. My dad, we had to leave. I was crying like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Scared shit hey, out man, of it don't, I, I tell you what, the Raw Memorial, yeah. Memorial Gym back in the 70s, it don't get no realer no, now. No. It's like, was, have you ever seen that? The Paradise Alley was that. Stallone and Terry Funk. It was just like Paradise yeah. Alley, you know. That's kind right. of the way KLT is out here. <laughs> it is. When you come out it here, is. it ain't really a wrestling show. Somebody's going to fight. The last two shows, they've been people in the crowd fighting each other. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Uh, you know, let me tell you a story, man. Remember when we were at Horse Lake playing golf, me and you and Harley Race and Pee Wee? <laughs> it's Cowyer Springs. No, it was it was Horse Lake. Uh, well, it was Cowyer Springs. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, and, the other golf course in, in town. Neither one and, of them are golf courses and, now, but, yeah. but and, I know what uh, you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, uh, Harley Race, he wasn't worth the shit playing golf. Me, we weren't either. We was all over the golf course. Yeah. But anyway. Sounds like me. We, yeah. te- we teed off in and, and, uh, – and and drove our balls down there to the fifteenth hole. These guys have been hitting uh, uh, close to us for about three holes past that. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, they're and, hitting, uh, in, they're hitting so, in on you. And so we we get down there to the fifteenth hole, and this guy tees the ball off and it hits the top of the uh, golf cart. Oh shit! And Harley goes, "Let's go talk to these boys." Well, Pee Wee pulls it We're down. talking about Harley Race. Harley Race. Yeah, but Pee Wee. Hey, other than Ric Flair, I mean, hey. he's number two. I mean, <laughs> he was number one for a while yes. than Flair. Hey. But Harley, Harley Har- Race? Yeah. Pee Wee pulls a damn uh, 38 out of his damn golf bag, <laughs> and we drive right up where, where they were at. Yeah. There was four of them. And, and uh, Harley goes, this, this one guy was 6'5". Remember that? Yeah. And Harley walks up to this son of a bitch. And goes, I don't care who you are. 
You son of a bitch has hit any other goddamn bot golf ball around us again. I'll kill all four of you. <laughs> he goes, and he go, and he turns around to us. He goes, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to think it's far fetched for Harley Race to be in Rome, Georgia, which is hard to comprehend. We were wrestling in Atlanta at yeah. the, doing our TV show and we would come and play and we would have a night sure. layover. He, that's that's when he was golf. managing yeah. Bader. And look, that's, that's when he was yeah. managed Van Vader. Yeah. Yeah. And if Harley Race tells you he's going to kill you, you believe uh, him. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to kill you. And if uh, I was those guys, my golf game was done that day, yeah. and I probably would go uh, find another course to play. Harley, Ra- Harley Race in the dressing room would try to get guys to grip out with him. Like squeeze hands? He had hands like Danny Hodge. Danny Hodge could break pliers. Yeah. I've yeah. seen him do it, man. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Well, fellas, I couldn't ask for any better stories, and I couldn't ask for any two better folks to come in here and talk to us, man. And I hey, y'all want us back again or what? I, yeah, I, we, man, we love y'all coming in. Absolutely. This is this is right in the my near alley, future. So. I'm going to be the owner and operator of KLT, and it'll right. no longer be KLT. It'll be Atlanta Wrestling Promotions. Okay, I want to come back and talk to you about hell that. yeah. Let's Absolutely, do it. let's do it. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Hundred percent. Hey, y'all have a Andrew. Awesome. Good seeing you, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, for those of you that can't see his face, this guy looks just like Vincent D'Onofrio. Really Good does. looking guy. Not the first time yeah. I've heard that. Gangster. <laughs> All right, fellas, y'all take it easy. Have a good Thank one. You, man. All right. Glad to be All here, right. Rob. Yes, Thanks, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, I appreciate sir. it. Always. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, <laughs> buy my Golden's book. It's coming out. Back in the Golden Back Days. Back in the Golden Days. It's coming out soon. All right, we're, we're ready. We're ready for it. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Out, gentlemen. I'm <laughs> sorry.